Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, Dr. Fred again, and thanks for listening to me. I really do appreciate it. John 7-7 states the following, and this is from the uh, King James, New King James Version. The world cannot hate you but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. Now, later in John 15, 18, Jesus specifically states that if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. So in the John 7 passage, Jesus was talking about his half-brothers. He was actually talking to his half-brothers who were trying to goad him into revealing himself to the world publicly because they didn't believe that he was who he said he was. It is why Jesus said to them that the world could not hate them because they not only offered no resistance to Satan's plan, but were being used of him in their disbelief of Jesus, such that they were actually in union with Satan unknowingly. And the same thing happens today with too many people. Christendom is literally on fire with false theology, demonic spirits, and incalculable error. In the John 15 passage, Jesus was speaking to his disciples, informing them that if they followed him to do the works of the Father, the world would end up hating them just as the world hated him. As we continue to see evil growing throughout the world, we should ask ourselves, does the world hate me yet? If not, they either don't know about you or you've given them nothing to indicate that you follow Jesus. As evil becomes much more pronounced, the gulf between authentic Christians and unbelievers will become that much more obvious, or at least it should. They start to stand out like a whistleblower, authentic Christians I'm talking about. And we've all heard the term whistleblower, which is a person, often an employee, who reveals information about activity within a private or public organization that is deemed illegal, immoral, illicit, unsafe, or fraudulent. That's what a whistleblower does. They, they bring this information to light that obviously people who want it covered and kept in the, under wraps uh, will fight against. Now, whistleblowers come forward to reveal these evil works that they allege occur within the companies for which they work or have been connected with. And because of that, whistleblowers often come under fire for their allegations. Depending on how much they reveal and how much evil has been hidden, the resultant action or attempted action against whistleblowers can accelerate to dangerous levels. And some whistleblowers have been killed because of what they are trying to reveal. And this is literally evil at work, nothing less. It's evil. It should not come as a surprise to us that evil exists in this world and has worked its way through society like leaven or yeast in pizza dough or bread. And because of this, evil itself has gained a good deal of momentum in seeming to overpower anything that smacks of goodness, holiness, righteousness, or truth. I recently saw a video of a man who went to uh, Beto O'Rourke campaign rally down in Texas. There, he asked Beto about pedophilia and his seeming support of it. Well, the crowd turned on the guy, 
beat him, physically took him out of the rally. And for those who physically assaulted the guy, I'm sure they believed that, that what they were doing was fine and even necessary to squash fascism. Never mind that they're the fascists who don't want to allow uncomfortable questions to be asked. This is growing, and it's the immovable state of society today, a society where bad is good, good is bad, and if you're caught on what they consider to be the wrong side, they'll simply deal with you. Now, we saw this occur many times during the uh, tremendous amount of rioting and looting that took place while Trump was in the White House, and these were done to show their opposition to the Trump presidency. And to date, very few of those people have been arrested and charged, even though in some cases millions of dollars of damage was done and innocent people were killed. Now, while the people involved in these riots may not be actual Satanists, though many are admittedly avowed Marxists, certainly they still end up doing Satan's bidding, possibly without realizing it. However, they remain culpable in spite of their ignorance of Satan's schemes. But understanding the mindset of people who knowingly worship Satan as Lucifer and believe Satan is really Lord Maitreya, you've heard that probably through the New Age, if, if, if we understand that it provides insight into what they work toward and expect and hope to see occur throughout global society. Without this fundamental understanding, it simply seems to us that evil is gaining in society without rhyme or reason. But friends, there are reasons. The things taking place in global society are deliberate and measured in order to obtain or achieve a desired result. Now, as a for instance, when people start talking about, oh, you know, a depopulation plan, well, they believe is being put into effect throughout the world. They're accused of being conspiracy theorists, basing their premises on the musings of crazy people. So in the end, these conspiracy theories are said to simply create fear. That's what it's all about. And they want to put people off guard and on the edge. But to understand the way Satanists actually think and why allows us to understand to a much greater degree the hows and whys of the path that global humanity is on. It provides us with a picture of what those people seek. Climate change, for instance, and everything else is simply the excuse to make major changes throughout society. And it's all based on fear. Satanists and occultists like H.P. Blavatsky, she lived from 1831 to 1891, and her protege, Alice Bailey, 1880 to 1949, and others were not ashamed of what they believed. Today's modern New Age movement is simply far less offensive label than Luciferian Satanism or occultism. The names of today's leaders within the New Age simply carry forward the teachings of past Satanists like Blavatsky and Bailey. Not a great deal changes except possibly the way in which their beliefs are now explained and promoted. So under the New Age umbrella of today, things are generally presented with more of a gentle and therefore believable approach to humanity's believed future demise, whereas Blavatsky and Bailey uh, generations ago were very stark and direct without apology when they presented their demonic beliefs, elevating the enemy of our souls. 
unabashedly. The New Age simply softens some of these tenets for the masses to make it all about love, unity, and Shambhala, which, of course, has its roots in Buddhism. Satan isn't really mentioned uh, much. If he is, he's referred to as Lucifer. But normally they're simply referring to higher beings, higher beings. And those are usually aliens that have, you know, gone on and become deified, whatever. And they want to share their wealth of knowledge with us and help us to spiritually transform. That's what the new age is about. But it's really the same thing with different verbiage as Satanism. But let's also remember, very important, that today's NAR movement, New Apostolic Reformation that I've written about extensively on the, on my blog site is ultimately nothing more than Hinduism with Christian trappings. And by the way, I have links for these things in the transcript for this audio. The same Kundalini spirit that exists in Hinduism is now being welcomed into Christendom under the guise of that spirit being the Holy Spirit. I mean, talk about blasphemy. They are attributing the satanic, demonic kundalini spirit as being the Holy Spirit. And this is also, by the way, why the same type of phenomenon occur in a NAR meeting as in a Hindu meeting. It's the exact same spirit, which is wholly demonic. Now, a quick read through of another thread that I have linked in the um, transcript highlights exactly how Blavatsky and Bailey believe things would turn out for humanity in the future. Bailey even names a few dates where she states things will harmonize after major controversies and terrible things will engulf the entire world. Out of the ashes will rise a new world order. Gosh, sounds like uh, the WEF, World Economic Forum, and other globalists and what they're pushing, doesn't it? It's all connected, but with a new generation of Luciferians or Satanists. In fact, as far as Satanists are concerned, it's always been about a new world order rising from the ashes. And that is essentially what Biden's Build Back Better entails. First, destroying what currently exists, and second, replacing it with something they call better, which is simply what Satan, Lucifer, will try to accomplish once he gains control of all areas of the world geopolitically in the final global government of Daniel 2. Now, for Satanists, there are simply two groups of people in this world, and it's good to know this. They call them many labels, but one might be pre-Adamic and the other Adamic. One group is completely soulless, therefore useless, and can be dispensed with, discarded, killed, doesn't matter. They're soulless. They have no benefit to humanity anyway. That's the thinking and the other has a soul capable of uniting with higher beings to create an even higher, uniquely deified person fit for the coming New Age world order. I don't think average Christians understand what is happening behind the scenes. They see the growth of evil, and they think it can be pushed back. Maybe small pockets of it here and there, but we need to remember that God will allow Satan to gain the throne over the entire world throughout, and he will be reigned over by his spiritual son, Antichrist. But in order to get there, what currently exists in society needs to be destroyed and then replaced. That will necessitate the destruction of millions of 
quote-unquote, useless humans as well. You didn't think that they simply meant destroying physical structures or businesses, did you? No, the goal is to destroy humanity and destroy the numbers of humanity, at least the ones considered soulless, ergo useless. That gives them greater ability to control the people who are left. And, and we see that happening in Revelation 13, where the mark of the beast is issued and you either take it or you can't buy or sell. And eventually, if you don't take it and worship the beast, you're killed. Now, because of this, for instance, climate change uh, is something that's really big. And that all that all goes back to the idea of Gaia, the fledgling new New Age movement terminology decades ago. Gaia itself, though, goes back to Greek mythology. So it's certainly possible Paul and others knew of it even then. The idea is that we should care for the earth because the earth is alive and it has a soul, Gaia. And if we're not careful, we will destroy that soul and kill ourselves along with it because we are inextricably bound to the soul of the earth. Now, because of this, as I said, climate change has become huge over the past number of decades. This is occurring because the powers that be, and by the way, those are demons in high places, using human beings in this dimension, are simply using climate change fears to foist onto the world the idea that we need to reduce our carbon footprint in order to save the earth. And if we don't, we'll all be destroyed, so they say. And unfortunately, too many have bought into the belief in climate change. And as more of it is being put into place to create less and less of a carbon footprint, thereby, quote unquote, saving the planet, more and more people will die. They simply will. So in effect, climate change literally equals death for many, many people. This is part and parcel regarding the plan that Luciferians believe in and push to reality. And these people are sold out to Satan. And because of that, Satan rewards some of them with untold billions of dollars that allows them to be a law unto themselves and to make things happen according to Satan's will. They, these people, are evil. What they ponder is evil. What they hope to implement is evil. And of course, Jesus was right that this world is evil and is the chief reason it rejected him and also those of us who are Christians and endeavor to follow him in whatever way God leads us. Now, Damon Duck over at Rapture Ready explains 11 ways in which globalist millionaires are doing all they can to restrict what the average person is able to do, and they are pushing Satan's agenda to accomplish it. For instance, in Europe, energy resources are becoming very scarce. Many are wondering how they'll heat their homes this winter. The UK is warning of rolling blackouts starting in early 2023 that'll last for three hours a day. All over the world, crop production is way down due to either floods or drought, translating to severe shortages of wheat, corn, soy, and other necessary crops. Many areas of the USA, for instance, and other portions of the world are experiencing severe droughts. The supply chain was interrupted by the CV pandemic, and it is getting worse as railroad workers are now threatening to go on strike and barges cannot easily maneuver some of the great river shipping lanes in the U.S., the Missouri, the Mississippi, the strategic national oil reserves of the USA are nearly depleted. 
This does not necessarily mean we will run out of fuel immediately. It does mean, however, that price is going to go up and that we'll have nothing to pull from as things tighten up. So with a shortage of energy, fuel, food, fertilizer, and other things, it seems clear that multitudes will be negatively impacted this winter. It's all climate change. Oh, and world war. Will it translate to multitudes of death? Well, let's not forget they continue pushing the clot shot, boosters, and now the new Novavax and the new flu shot and the combination flu shot, mRNA shot. Of course, let's also remember that new viruses are continuing to circulate and add to that that is the potential for world war and nuclear, I don't know, explosions. And it seems clear that destruction is coming in some form. At least that's what they want us to believe. They're trying to create the fear in society that will cause people to do whatever they can to avoid that. But on top of this, we're seeing multitudes of people suddenly dying without explanation. Most of these people are young and or in the prime of life. Some are actually quite young. Athletes keep falling over during events. Doctors continue scratching their heads in dismay. And anyone who asks, well, could it have any connection to the CV vax is quickly humiliated or ridiculed into silence. All of this is strange, and it seems everyone is avoiding discussing the elephant in the room out of fear. Fear of reprisal. Fear of censorship and banning. The world is absolutely evil. They're hiding truth and elevating lies. There can be no doubt about that. The fact that we can still enjoy things in life, family, friends, travel, etc., and food— does not negate the evil in the world. It allows us to simply enjoy certain things in spite of the evil in the world. As things progress, the Bible seems to make it clear that persecution against Christians will also increase. Anyone today who is a political conservative or authentic, a Christ, authentic Christian will face a growing specter of persecution. Now, once the Antichrist arrives on the scene, he will begin his climb up the political ladder, and in doing so, authentic Christians will be in his way. He won't put up with that, and he will be given the ability to make war on the saints. It is inevitable because of the fact that the works of this world are patently evil. Well, I thank you for joining me today, and I do pray until we meet again that God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 